Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Ardent Wife podcast. I am Tiffany, and I am joined with my co-hosts, Dee and Jen, and today we are talking all about discipleship. You know, that is what we aim to do here at the Ardent Wife is disciple other women. And so let's just talk about it. Let's just jump into it, Dee and Jen. What do you think about when it comes to discipleship? What is discipleship? Go ahead, Jen. <laughs> I, when I think of discipleship, I think about being a learner, being on a constant journey to learn, right? An apprentice is a disciple. A disciple um, in any field, right? You're a learner, but I'm a disciple of Jesus. So mm-hmm. it's about learning and stepping mm-hmm. into that. And so I think about Matthew 28, right? Teach them to obey everything that I've commanded you, right? Mm-hmm. There's this place of humility that I get to be in a place of learning. And then I also get to help teach others to obey, that there's an obedience that comes along with it. It's not just the gathering of information, mm-hmm. but it's, uh, applying it to my life, right? Life and doctrine, you know, it, it's like a plane. There's two sides to a plane. You can't have one without the other. And so it's integrating that into my life, being a learner, and then also teaching someone else. So it's not just me getting, but it's also me giving. Those are my kind of initial thoughts on discipleship. Okay, Jen. So it sounds like what you're saying is that there's some responsibility for us individually to learn, but then also to take what we are learning and share that with someone else. But it's not just learning. It's also obeying. It's that obedience um, to what you're learning. And it involves someone else. It's mm-hmm. This is not a solo thing. Mm-hmm. This is not something that I'm doing on my own in a private closet with Jesus. But it's there's an other teaching another, learning mm-hmm. other. That they're, mm-hmm. no, I'm not saying God can teach us and God can disciple us. But I... I feel like there's something more that has to do with relationship with others in that space as well. So, yeah. Gotcha. And Dee, what about you? I actually, I agree. And I was the lifetime learner. Um, I feel like, first of all, you have to accept the invitation. Um, You have to learn and grow in the word. And you, and Jesus, when he taught, he taught to the people right there and then. Uh, and so really being attuned to the Holy Spirit, I feel like, because I feel like we all are called to disciple people, but we have to be obedient and in the spirit to know who to disciple to, because the Lord will put those people in us. I feel like a lot of people seek the discipleship. They're like, I'm going to go find them. And mm-hmm. the Lord's like, they're already right there. You just have to have the spirit present so that you can be available and then demonstrating it, like not only in what you learn, but how you live, like just living that life um, and doing the work yourself is discipling. And so um, I agree with everything that Jen said. And I was like, man, I wish I would have went first. But yeah, I feel like <laughs> actually demonstrating and people, like she said, it has to involve other people. It's not something that you can do. And it's not a platform that you can stand on and just speak out to people. You got to meet with them and reach them where they are. Right. And I think one thing I would say that's common among all of us is that piece you point out when um, the doing part. And I think a lot of us miss that part. You know, we stop at that part. It's like, yes, I believe in Jesus, but do you believe him enough to do what he taught? 
you know, do you believe him enough to follow? You know, because I think into the age in which we live, especially when it comes to social media, I think when it comes to like the gospels, a disciple essentially equated to a follower of Christ. And you have this whole concept of follow someone on Instagram. You have this concept of follow someone on Facebook, but you don't necessarily have to agree or um, you don't have to agree with what they say. You don't have to believe what they believe. You, you know, you don't have to do what they, what they may be suggesting you do. But when it comes to a follower of Christ, we listen and we do, <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm aligned with this person. You don't have to be that entwined and aligned with someone you follow on social media. So sometimes, you know, I believe in the 21st century, you know, you have a, let's say a young woman reading her Bible and it talks about follow me, you know, what comes to her mind when she sees follow me? You know, is it really that whole concept of listening to what you're teaching and doing what you say? Or it's like, oh, I'm going to be a fan. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be a fan of Jesus. You know, I I believe he worked all these great miracles and I see that and I accept that. But I'm not ready to be a disciple. You know, that's good. I remember early in my faith walk reading that book, I'm Not a Fan by Kyle Eidelman. And it was like, it was convicting. It was like, am I going to be rah-rah cheer for Jesus when it's convenient? Or am I going to be like a follower and down in the dirt and in the trenches when in this world, it doesn't look good, but I have to say, hey, praising him even in the bad parts. And so that for me was completely convicting. And I feel like you're right. And modern day mm-hmm. discipling, like what that looks like. Cause when you say follower, you immediately think of certain people and how many they have versus mm-hmm. like the work, the demonstration, the prayer, yes. the stewarding um, of what the Lord's given you and like in obeying the word, then that's not so, it's not as enticing. It's not as romantic. It's not mm-hmm. as appealing <laughs> as being like, rah, rah, I got you, Jesus, when it's all cool, when there's that, that's really great scripture or that reel that goes viral, but it's about the doing, like you said. Yeah. So that was good. Yeah. And I feel like for me, um, discipleship has been a big piece in my marriage. Like mm-hmm. there, I, I feel like we've been married 19 years, May 2nd, which is coming up soon. Oh, wow. And I, I look at how many times we've sat on someone's couch and it's mm-hmm. vulnerability. It's taken, you know, a fight it's taken honesty yeah. and then having people speak into my life and speak into my marriage and say, Hey, that tone, that tone wasn't like Jesus. Hey, mm-hmm. the way, and, and I'll speak up for my stuff. I won't put my husband out there, but he's gotten his <laughs> own form of discipleship too. But I think that like we've, ha- I, I feel so blessed that we've had people walk with us in our marriage to help us walk through the places where if I hadn't had those people to teach me to obey as a wife, Mm -hmm. um, how to respect my husband when my tone is off. Hey, did you notice that, you know, maybe when you responded there um, and, and really coming under Jesus's way Mm -hmm. in my marriage and, I think recent, most recently we had, a, you know, a people that were discipling us moved recently and we've been praying and praying for months, about six months until we just got into another relationship with another couple where we're meeting every other Tuesday night 
and it is a building. So it's a start because we don't know them as well, but they've got to get to know us. They've got to get right. to know our dynamic, which takes vulnerability, which takes commitment to mm -hmm. say, here's my life. What do you see in my life and in my marriage? It's not like Jesus. And they're not God, but they are they are spiritual people looking at our life mm -hmm. with them to teach me to obey and and help me right in it. I don't have it all figured out. And at different seasons of my marriage, it's meant different things. When my kids were young versus now, my kids are starting to get jobs and head off to college, right? So it's it's a blessing. And yeah. I don't know what I would do without it. And and one thing um that you said um that really stood out is that you know when we talk about discipleship, like there's a disciple, but there's a teacher, right? So when it comes to Christians, Jesus is the teacher. So we're all following him. So even when you're sitting on the couch with that cu that couple and they're discipling you, it's important to know that their teacher is Christ, right? So it's not like they're giving you their opinions of, oh, well, this is what worked in our marriage and this is what I read in this book. It's like, no, we follow Jesus <laughs> and looking at the example of our teacher, Jesus, here's what I see. I think it's important to point that out. It's not like, you know, they're giving your their opinions. <laughs> it's like, you know, this is the word of God. He is our teacher. And I'm holding this Bible up against your marriage. Like this is your mirror. And this is what I see, you know? And so with that, do you think there's certain characteristics of a disciple or of a follower of Jesus? Like, first of all, they have to follow Jesus. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's the biggest uh, identifier, right? And I feel like for somebody, for me to want or accept, I guess, discipleship, they have to be followers of Jesus, of course, yeah. but also I want them to be changed by Jesus mm -hmm. because I feel like that transfiguration for them to go, like, I just think of like Jesus, he was transfigured and so, and he was able to disciple and then they have to be committed to the mission of Jesus, which mm -hmm. is to make more disciples because there are people who are in the faith who might not have all those characteristics. So what does that look for like for you guys? What does a disciple look like for you? You know, one thing I was reading and studying, preparing for this, um, to talk about this is that someone said it was like, everyone should have three types of people in their lives. A Paul, someone mm -hmm. who is older than you, more wise and, you know, who can speak truth, right? <laughs> you know, Paul is giving you the truth, but it's in love. You need a Barnabas, someone who's going to encourage you. And then you also need a Timothy. You need mm -hmm. to have someone whom you are teaching, you know, someone who's younger than you, whom you are teaching. And I have to say, when I read that, I was thinking, I've always tried to find a I, I I guess, for lack of a better word, like a mentor, like a mentor, someone whom, you know, who's farther ahead in the Bible than me and, you know, who, but I have to say, I don't know if you, the two of you have this in your life, it's, but it's hard to find someone who actually knows the word you know, like knows the word. And when you have questions that can answer those questions. And so for me, because I, I, I couldn't find it, I wanted to become it, mm -hmm. you know? So I was like, I don't have this in my life. And then I said, you know, if, 
after having Reese, after having a child, then it became more important to me so that I can teach her. So then that she can teach because sometimes discipleship, when it comes to disciples, most of the time, your your first, your earliest disciples are your tiny disciples in your home, <laughs> you know, your children. So I think about, you know, when I leave her, have I given her all, you know, like, have I given her all, shared with her all that the Lord has taught me? So because it was hard for me to find in some, because it was hard for me to find, I was like, Lord, I want to become this woman that I wish that I had, you know? I agree. And that's funny because I am always seeking mentors in different aspects of my life. And then, but hindsight's 2020, I've seen where the Lord has brought women in my life, um, not necessarily mature in age, but mature in spirit mm -hmm. to help lead me and guide me to where I am yeah. here today. Mm -hmm. um, I think of a lot of many, many of them actually. And it wasn't, it was just, they're in a Bible study with me, but they just continue to pour into me and little things like that. So but now I'm in that quest too. And I think that's also why we kind of gathered here in community is because we were seeking those tightest women in our life, those older, more mature women to walk us through. And something that I do believe too, is our first ministry is our family, is our home. Mm -hmm. That's where we have the most influence and we're the most impactful. Everybody wants to be an influencer. They just really need to turn off their phone and look at their kids because <laughs> while they're on their phone, they're influencing their children right then and there. And that so like true. my middle daughter, who's 15, um, and I'm just looking at it because I have an older daughter who just left the house. I'm like, oh, like we're looking at everyday theology because I not only do I want her to know the Bible stories that she's learned her whole life, but I also want her to know theology and the basics of her belief and yeah. why we stand on Christ and what that actually means. And so you're right. Discipling to my daughter, teaching her what I've learned um, so that she can grow. And that's what it's all about. It's just growing together in Christ. Um, and I think when you teach, you can really truly say that you know something when you're able to yeah. teach it to other people yeah. as well. Yeah. And I think like what you were saying, um, the, theolo the theology part, and like you were saying, like I've had women, you know, in my life who love Jesus, right? They love Jesus. Um, and they, you know, they can speak, they can pray for you and come alongside you and encourage you. But when it comes to those deep theological questions and things, you know, like, well, what does this mean? And you have questions, which I, I, you know, I don't think God is intimidated by our questions. Like, you know, we have those questions and, you know, it's like, I want to be confident in what I believe. You know, I understand this element of blind faith, but I don't think that that means leave your brain at home you know, in so many different aspects, but I know we won't ever completely understand God in all his ways, but certain things, you know, like the foundation of our faith of the resurrection, like we need to know that that resurrection actually happened. You yeah. know, like, is there evidence, you know, you see throughout the Bible, he appeared like, you know, God wants us to know these things. He wants us to be confident in what we believe. Um, so it's not like, Oh, well, somebody just told me this. And so and we also want to hold truth to a measure of a standard of measure, which is the word. And yeah. so, I mean, there's so many. Yes, I completely agree with that. Yeah. Which makes me think about John eight. If you um, are truly my disciples, you know, then, you know, the truth and the truth will set you free. And so it's 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 I remember becoming a disciple at first. And I remember sitting with women and they were studying the Bible with me. And they wanted me to 
um, well, they felt like they were giving, they were speaking into my life that where I was living was not the best place. I was living in um, a two family house with my son's father below. We had broken up and he would come home late at night. And I, I was just like, I was trying to be a disciple and walk in this way. And then I would have this fit of rage because there were still so many emotions and so mm -hmm. many attachments. And they were like, hey, you should probably move. And I'm like, no, but this is my family. And and they, you know, I remember them sitting with me for hours trying to help me to see the promises of God that he would take mm -hmm. care of me and that he wouldn't leave me. And I, I remember finally they were like, go into the woods and go pray about it. And I remember okay, God, it was $300 to move in with somebody I didn't know. I was a single mom. I had $300 to my name. And I said, mm. God, I don't understand. I, I don't understand why mm. um, why they're saying this. I mean, I kind of get it. <laughs> I'm having these fits of rage. And I said, but I'll do it. I'll do it. And, and to me, it was putting aside my fear, having people walk with me, reminding me the promises of God, yeah. right? And then doing it. And it was then I knew the truth because God took care of me. God yeah. took care of me. And it was a smart move because I needed to remove myself because it wasn't helping me spiritually. And mm -hmm. I didn't understand that. This was my first learning of like, what does it mean to make a decision in the physical realm that affects the spiritual, right? Mm -hmm. And so I came in with these women, two others, another single mom, another woman that I didn't even know, right? <laughs> Gave my last $300. And listen, checks came in the mail. Like, mm -hmm. and it, was, like, it was just amazing how God took care of me. But it was, it was them having to help me strengthen my heart to say, mm -hmm. this is not a good decision. And it was in that obedience that I learned and experienced Jesus taking care of me. Now, you could tell me that, but until I held to his teaching and said, no, I believe you, God. I don't understand it, but I believe that you're going to take care of me and then him taking care of me. And so to me, that was like, that's live discipleship, right? Of like, yes. Yes. My life. And yeah, that is so good, Jen. And it's so good that you brought that up as I, because I had some notes here. So if you see me looking down, for those of you who are watching like on YouTube, I'm just reading this verse. So like you were saying, Jen, you pointed out John chapter eight, verses 31 and 32. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, if you abide in my word, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. So it's like when you're asking yourself, like, am I a disciple? You know, let's start there before I go make disciples and, and enter into discipleship. I have to first ask myself, am I a disciple? And sounds like, you know, like you said, if you abide in my word, so it's like a if then else statement. It's like if you abide in my word. And so when those women came to you with the word and you held on to that word, <laughs> you know, like I'm going to believe what you've said. I'm going to abide here. I'm going to do well here. I'm going to make your word my home, my refuge. So that I'm going to trust you in this. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I'm going to trust you and I'm going to abide in, in your word. And then as you went on to say, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free, you know? And so it's like, um, so it's like, it's in the word, you know, we have to hold on to what Jesus is saying, you know, like, what did he say? And going back to what we talked about earlier, it's not just listening, right? It's not just clicking a button on social media, but it is, am I abiding? Am I doing, you know, there's a part of doing, you know, it's not being legalistic, but our faith, 
it produces works, right? It, it, it just, it just comes out of us. It's not like we're doing it to earn salvation. It comes from a place like of love and adoration for Jesus. And it's like, I, I just love you so much. I can't not do what you say. <laughs> you know, it's not like a chore for me anymore. Like you've taken care of me. You've brought me out of this bad relationship and put me in a place where I can now truly devote my life to you and, and change, be transformed. You know, we don't become disciples to gain information. We become disciples for transformation. <laughs> you know, we need to be transformed. <laughs> Yes. Like we all have something in us, right? You have to be changed by Jesus in order to share him. He really, truly, you can't come from an inauthentic place when it comes for that. Yeah. And so I feel like to make it plain, because we can get Christianese in here because we've been walking <laughs> in the faith for a while. But something that like I've heard from us is one is that it takes theology, which is God's word, right? We need to know God's word in order to disciple and be discipled too. Um, it takes the people of God, yeah, like the people who are willing to step up as well as the people who are willing to receive. And then it takes the spirit of God because it, there's no transfiguration without that. Right. Mm -hmm. And then we all, whether you are on infant milk or you're on eating meat, we're all on a mission to lead people and to grow closer to Jesus. Like that's what discipleship is. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the reason why we shared this is because that's what our mission is, right? As this podcast is to disciple. And I feel like when um, a mentor of all of ours, Elisa Keaton, she always says clarity is kindness. And so if we start here, like with the first few episodes, I don't know which one this is going to be, but saying, hey, like we're coming here to show you about the Bible, about mm -hmm. God's word. We're people who love Jesus and we are sharing what the Holy Spirit is bringing on our heart. And we yeah. want, we're on a mission to share Jesus with you. Um, and maybe you'll continue to tune in. Maybe you'll understand like why these, our episodes are coming out and just kind of get a standard of what we're operating in um, as the ardent wives and what our mission is. So um, I'm glad that we had this discussion and it's funny when we were before we even press record everybody's like i can't wait to talk <laughs> <laughs> right i can't wait to share about jesus and what he's done for me and that's what it is that's yes indeed i think it's so important that you said that the I think it was the third point. I'm not sure. So don't quote me on that. When you were saying, you know, it's his spirit, yes. right? Because at the end of the day, we're, we share, we're not responsible for the transformation. We're not responsible. Like those women who not came to you, they can't make you, do, you know, so we go in his strength and his power. You know, we're not just out here just beating people over the head with Jesus. You have to do this. You have to do this. You know, we're just letting his, you know, what he's done for us and that light shine through to that other people would see that and say, Oh, I want that. So, you know, even for those who are listening to the podcast and they hear the joy in our voices, they're watching us on YouTube and like, Oh, they're just lit up when they talk about Jesus. Like that is contagious. Whatever she has, whatever Jen has, whatever D has, I want that, right. <laughs> you know? So yeah, like you were saying, D is like, that's the whole point. So if someone is seeking to be discipled, maybe they're new to faith, mm -hmm. but they're, they don't even know because they're new to faith. They don't even know what to look for. What would be something really simple each one of you suggests for a woman who's praying for them to add to their prayers and then also for their, for their wisdom discernment when God's meeting them where they are. I mean, God's going to let you know. 
we are, that's going to be covered, but just mm -hmm. some other tips, you know? Oh, that's good. <laughs> Jen, what are you thinking of? <laughs> well, I think prayer first, but I think, um, I think people have to put themselves out there. I think yes. there's a vulnerability of teach me. I don't know. Yes. Teach me. I don't know. And, and there's what, 25, four years in, I actually got married on my spiritual birthday, the day that I became a Christian, May 2nd. Mm -hmm. So, but, so it's, a, I think about to be 25 years this year and I teach me, I don't know. I still have to do that. So mm -hmm. it's okay not to know everything. We are in different yeah. seasons. We're experiencing life in different ways. So I, I think one of the biggest things is that vulnerability and stepping out and saying, and I think Tiffany, you said it like finding someone who is living their life and their doctrine matches up. They're not perfect. Mm -hmm. They're not perfect, but yeah. they are walking and striving to walk with Jesus. And you've seen some fruit in their lives. Teach me. Yeah. I don't know. And you might need different people for different things. Hey, your marriage. I love your marriage. Teach me. Wow. I love your relationship with your kids. Teach me. Don't expect one person to be an, a be all end all. Yes. Right? Yes yeah. to that one. Yes. Yeah. I, guess those are my, I guess that's a few tips, but those are my tips. <laughs> I know. Jen, those are great I'm not tips. supposed to follow up with that. Like just do Jen's tips because those are awesome. But that's how it is. Like you were saying, um, and the people are willing to teach you, like people are willing to share what they know. So it's like that, that part of it too, when you see someone, as Jen was saying, um, someone marriage whom you admire or their relationship with their children, or, you know, um, you see someone in a Bible study group and you're like, oh my gosh, cause I've done that several times. And it's like, well, how did she know that? Like, I didn't see that in the text, like teach me more about that. And it's like, I want to know, how do you study your Bible? Like, what do you do? So, um, you know, just being observant in that place and, and speaking up as Jen was saying, being vulnerable and say, Hey, teach me because nine times out of 10, they will, because they want to share. God is so good. Like I want to share. Huh. So, um, all it is, is you asking and as, you know, prayer, you know, D you talked about that too, is, is praying because, um, yes, we are called to be in community with other people, but I just remind, I reminded on the road to Emmaus and like Luke, when Jesus appeared to the disciples, it's like, um, they couldn't see and he opened their eyes to see. So there's still like this spiritual element of things, you know, it's not until he opens your eyes to see it that you're really, truly able to see. So it's just like praying to him in the spirit, like open my eyes to your word. You know, when I approach your word, show me, show me you, you know, open my eyes to see you. So all those things is, you know, combined. And I, I'll just say like, I, for people listening, both D and Tiffany, you two, I'm drawn to both of you because of how I've seen you live your life, how I've seen you respond in different situations, how I've seen you show up. And I feel honored to just be here with you guys and to learn from you guys, because each of you, I've seen you in secret places mm -hmm. and I've seen you walk like Jesus would walk. I feel like right when I look at your lives, when I look at different places and so I just feel grateful to be in this space with you guys to learn from you guys because I've seen your reactions to things that could have been another reaction. And I've seen you both act like Christ. So I'm really grateful for who you guys are and how you guys walk in ways that I can truly, truly learn from. 
Jen is such a life speaker. I know. If you want somebody to speak life to you, <laughs> call Jen because she will do that. She that yes. is a gift that God has given mm-hmm. her, and you boldly step into that. And I'm grateful for you too. So yes. you always, you always, uh, you always make me like just on the verge. Uh. I know. <laughs> <laughs> just on the verge here. Um, I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> I'm so grateful to do this with yeah. you ladies. I, I can't say you guys are so eloquent. I'm going to make it really simple. Learn it, show it, do it. Like that's it. Yeah. And just you acting in it is discipling, like saying, Hey, she prays a lot. Maybe I should pray a lot. Cause she's not losing her, her cool. Like just those different things. And then maybe God will use you to actually take someone who's saying I need help and walk. I pray that um, I get an opportunity to do that. You, if you're a listener, gets an opportunity to do that and have that experience. But if you don't, just living your life for Jesus authentically out loud and just praising his holy name is discipling. And so just to take the pressure off of people too, because I feel like sometimes as a Christian, there's a lot of pressure too. And God's like, just, just be me, just walk around loving each other. Like you love yourself and loving me more with all your heart and all your mind. And I think you'll do a great job of discipling if that's something that you aspire to do. And Mm -hmm. you women, you live it too. You walk it out. And so, yeah, that's my little tips. Thank you so much for joining us here today on our episode about what is discipleship. We pray that this episode has blessed you and we want to invite you into further discussion with us in our exclusive Wives Club, the Ardent Wives Club. You can find a link for that below in the show notes. So join us over there. That's where the real party is, right? We come here and we talk to you. But we want you to talk back to us. So we want to hear from you. Join us. Join us in the Arden Wives exclusive club so we can continue this discussion on discipleship. I hope to see you there because we'll be there. <laughs> yes. And so I think just to kind of wrap things up a bit, um, do you ask the question about, you know, the advice you would give? And so just a little shameless plug here. We, D, Jen, my, my, and myself, um, it's our desire to disciple you, to disciple other women. So we invite you to continue to come here. You know, I think it's important to saturate yourself in the word of God. So your life becomes saturated in scripture from different places um, so that it's always there. Like you're always dwelling as the scripture says in um, John 8, 31, like you're always dwelling in his word. You're abiding in that place. And so come here, join us here, continue to um, listen, come and be discipled by us. We would love, we would love to disciple you and grow, um, laugh with you, cry with you and grow closer to Jesus.